0: You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, guys? It is Tuesday, September 8th, 2020. This is Locked On Phillies. I'm Tim Kelly, and for the first four innings of Monday afternoon's matchup with the Mets, it it looked like Zach Wheeler was going to make a statement against the team that allowed him to walk in free agency this past offseason. Instead, though, Wheeler kind of had the wheels come off at one point, no pun intended. Believe me, no pun intended. Uh, He got hit around in the fifth, and even at just 83 pitches, he was pulled after the sixth inning. And uh, JoJo Romero and David Phelps came in and gave up four combined runs. Fortunately for the Phillies, though, Gene Segura drove in five runs Monday. He had a basis-clearing double in the first and a monster two-run home run. Those heroics, uh, the the two-run home run came in extra innings. Those heroics helped the Phillies to win a game that featured their second six-run blown lead in, in 2020. After the game, there's a ton of different interesting stuff talked about. Zach Wheeler was asked about returning to Citi Field for the first time. He had faced the Mets at Citizens Bank Park earlier this season. He did talk about how it was cool to be back in the mound that he had pitched for his entire career prior to this season, that he had pitched his home games at. It was cool to see and face some of his former teammates. But the quote that really blew up that I tweeted out, uh, somebody asked him something to the effect of, When you took that mound, did any memories really come out? And he just said, no, not necessarily, kind of a a short answer. And he had given a pretty similar answer earlier on a few months ago. It might have been in summer camp when somebody asked him, from the New York media, they said, hey, are you keeping track on the Mets at all? And he just essentially said, no, the Mets really did not make a competitive offer to keep Zach Wheeler this past off season. Brody Van Wagenen, their GM, kind of took some shots at him on his way out the door. So I don't think he has ill will towards the fans of New York or towards a lot of his former teammates, but he probably didn't leave with the best feeling uh, leaving New York that the Mets allowed him to walk and kind of took some shots at him, so I don't blame him if he gets up a little more for these games. In those first four innings yesterday, I felt like he was going to pitch a complete game. He was locating his fastball perfectly. It was touching 98 or 99. He was great, and then just got three RBI doubles hit off him in the fifth inning and didn't look as sharp in the sixth inning. He said he wanted to come back out for the seventh. Ultimately, that did not happen in addition to to everything with Zach Wheeler Gene Segura had his best game of the season and he really has been very good of late and all season the versatility that he's given the Phillies being able to play third base shortstop and second base after the game Joe Girardi raved about that he raved about the energy that he's brought to the team and that he's just been willing to play wherever the Phillies have asked him and he told this story after the game that before yesterday's game he was ready like an hour and a half before the game and Reese Hoskins came to his locker and essentially said, "Whoa, you're ready early. Do you you're going to have a big game today? You're going to have four hits." or how many hits are you going to have? And Gene Segura said four, and Reese Hoskins, I think, responded to that by saying we need five. He didn't quite get five, but he had four hits and five RBIs, which I believe was a career high yesterday, the game-winning home run. It was probably his best game as a Philly, and he has continued to just torch the Mets. And after having so much success getting ready and being ready an hour and a half before game time, he joked after the game that he's going to dress before game one of today's doubleheader two hours before the game just to be sure that he's uh, locked and loaded. The Phillies now are entering just a brutal stretch of games. Even though they'll have off for whatever reason on Wednesday, they have eight games in the next six days, including three doubleheaders, the first of which is today. Gene Segura admitted after yesterday's game that you can get a bit intimidated looking at the amount of games that the Phillies have in such a short amount of time, but there's nothing they can do about it. So they have to make the best of this opportunity. They're currently in second place in the division, and this year if you finish in second place in your division, that clinches one of the six play- one of the eight playoff spots in the National League. So, if the Phillies remain in that position or get even better, they're going to go back to the postseason for the first time since 2011. And as much as you may look at this schedule and think, "Oh my God, it's crazy!" There's so many games in such a short amount of time. You could look up at the end of this uh, at the end of next weekend and really be pretty sure one way or another whether the Phillies are going to be a playoff team or not. And of course the problem with having Aaron Nolan and Zach Wheeler back to back in the rotation it's great on those two days but now you have to go at least 3 games without either one of them pitching again and probably 4 games given that there's a doubleheader but there's an off day Wednesday so we'll see we know The Phillies are going to have a doubleheader today with the Red Sox. Zach Eflin will pitch game one. He's coming off a start where he gave up four runs and seven hits in a game where the Phillies ultimately beat the Nationals in extra innings. When he saw the Red Sox earlier this year, he lasted just four innings. It is safe to say the Phillies need more than that today. Even in a seven-inning game, you don't want to kill your bullpen in game one of the doubleheaders. So if Zach Eflin can go six innings, that would really put the Phillies in good shape in game one. And then in game two, Vince Velasquez is going to start for the Phillies. What is there to say at this point? Uh, Vince is a pleasure to talk to. He holds himself extremely accountable. You can tell how badly he wants it, but he's been here for a long time now, and he has a 6.60 ERI. The Phillies need him to give them at least five quality innings today, and I personally would not bet on that happening. He's a good guy. like You, you can tell he wants it. There's some guys that either just aren't nice people, or maybe they're nice people, but you can tell they don't have the passion. Vince Velasquez wants this badly, maybe too badly, to a detriment to himself sometimes. But at a certain point in the major leagues, it's results-based, and Vince Velasquez is not consistently given the Phillies results. Perhaps today will be the first time that you really start to get in a rhythm with him. And after today, the Phillies have an off day Wednesday, and then they head to Miami for seven games that May make or break this season, and I don't think that's hyperbole. As much as you know the Phillies need to improve against the Marlins, you also know that they haven't done well recently, and the Marlins are a better team than they've been in past seasons. So it would be nice to go into that Marlins series with two wins in your hand from today's doubleheader, and frankly, it should be doable against a Red Sox team that is really not very good. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much elsewhere for the same exact parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck in their How Did You Hear About Us section right locked on so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So Joe Girardi did actually start Bryce Harper in center field yesterday. Uh, Bryce Harper started in center field occasionally early in his career with the Nationals and more than occasionally in some seasons, but he hadn't done it in his year and change with the Phillies until yesterday, largely because as he bulked up and as he just grew, I mean, he came to the major leagues at 19, so he wasn't finished growing, his defensive metrics in center field plummeted and it became clear that he was a corner outfielder. However, I do think even though he came in the game later, the fact that Joe Girardi penciled in Bryce Harper in center field and Kyle Garlick in right field as opposed to Adam Hazley in center and Harper in right, I think that's pretty telling. It tells me, A, the Phillies were not happy with the two lackluster plays that Adam Hazley had in Saturday's blowout, Sunday's blowout loss to the Mets. And it's hard to blame them. And then B, Joe Girardi really does not seem to view Adam Hazley as a starting option against left-handed pitchers. And based off of the limited at bats he has, and they are limited, Adam Hazley has a two hundred at bat, a two hundred batting average and fifty five career at bats against left-handed pitchers. Now you could make the case that he needs more time to figure it out, but it, it appears that the Phillies have at least the coaching staff don't believe that that's beneficial and that's what's going to help them to win the most games and get into the playoffs this season in a 60 game sprint. So, Hazley is not a bust, certainly not in the way that Cornelius Randolph appears to be, probably Mickey Moniak will be, but to me I just wonder what his ceiling really is. To me, he's a high floor guy, but there's just not a ton of upside. I kind of think what he is now is just what he is. He doesn't have much pop, he doesn't hit lefties, and he's seemingly better geared to play right or left field on a team that needs him to play center. So if my assessment proves to be true, and either he's a platoon guy or a fourth or fifth outfielder, that is a pretty disappointing return for someone that you spent a top 10 pick on And it's been highlighted in recent days because Roman Quinn is hurt. He got a concussion in Friday night's game, uh, dropping a ball that, frankly, you can't drop. It was actually Saturday night's game, dropping a ball that you just can't drop, but then slammed into the wall. It was pretty clear something was off. But even over the course of an 162-game season, Roman Quinn has been the Phillies' starting center fielder for all intents and purposes this season. But given his injury history over the course of an 162-game season, Roman Quinn is more of a weapon rather than someone you're going to start 125 times per season. I just don't view him as that type of player. So it leaves you, those are the two guys you have platooning, but you don't really have any sense that either of them is eventually going to develop into a center fielder that plays every day. Mickey Moniac does not appear to be an option. Who knows if that changes? He is at the Satellite Squad, I believe. But I just I, I think that at this point, it's pretty clear that has not worked out. And he'll, he'll reach the Major League level at some point, but I don't think he's someone you expect much of anything other than being a 25th or 26th man on the roster. Uh, I've seen a few people in recent days dig up Odubel Herrera's name Whether you think he deserves a second chance or doesn't deserve a second chance, it's pretty clear to me the Phillies have made the decision he's never playing another game for the Phillies again, even if that means they have to pay him to not be there. Frankly, we have no idea if he's in baseball shape right now, and I would imagine it's difficult for him. It would be difficult for him to be in baseball shape because... The reality is it doesn't feel like he's ever getting a call to play for the Phillies again. So to keep yourself in MLB shape, knowing that it's overwhelmingly likely that you're not playing in the MLB for the next two seasons, maybe ever, it's hard to believe he'd be ready to come in and join a pennant race right now. And I mean, you look this offseason, there's some free agents. George Springer's an excellent player, of course, former, I believe he won the World Series MVP in 2017. But Unless JT Real leaves, you're not making that type of investment in outfielder. Jackie Bradley Jr. will be a free agent this offseason. Maybe that's someone you have as like a stopgap. But again, it becomes who is he a stopgap for? And to me, all roads lead back to Scott Kingery. Now, Kingery is on the injured list right now. And in many senses, he's going to be at a career crossroads unless he gets really hot at the end of the season because he had some nice moments early on last season but tailed off in the second half. And then. 2018, statistically, was one of the worst players in the league. And this year, statistically, and different things have gone into this. He's had an injury. He is coming back from coronavirus, and it almost just feels like a lost year that's borderline unfair to judge. But I, I don't know. I mean, to me, I, I think Scott Kingery's best position is probably center field. His best position is to be in super utility, but the place that they're going to need him most in that role is in center field and I would imagine that's where he'll be when he comes off the injured list, that you'll see him splitting time there with Adam Hazley and Roman Quinn, and then we'll see what happens from there. But I would not be at all surprised if on opening day next year, Scott Kingery is your starting center fielder. It may be Roman Quinn, but I wouldn't be surprised if next season, the center fielder that gets the most starts in, the, in center field is, is Scott Kingery. So a lot to think about and a a lot of games are going to make your head spin this week. That's going to do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Tim Kelly Sports and read my work on both philliesnation.com and radio.com. Now tell your smart speaker to play the latest episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. I'll talk to you guys next time.